Hey there, educator. If you are tired of working more than you actually live, if you want to leave school on time and feel better about it, then I have the perfect resource for you. It's my latest book. It is now available on Amazon. It comes for a limited time at a crazy introductory price and with a free workbook to help you get the most out of it. It is called Beat Teacher Burnout with Better Boundaries, The Secret to Thriving in Teaching Without Sacrificing Your Personal Life. Isn't that what we all want? It's not just for teachers, anybody in education. And the secret here is it's going to help you set boundaries in every area of your life, not just teaching. It comes with a proven framework. It comes with sample scripts, everything. Did I mention it has an amazing workbook that comes with it for free right now? So go over to Amazon. You can either put in the name of the book, which is again, Beat Teacher Burnout with Better Boundaries, or you could put in my name, Grace Stevens, and that's Stevens with a V, S-T-E-V-E-N-S. Although I should tell you, there's another author on there with the same name who is all about the cupcakes. So that's not me. I am not a baker. She seems lovely. I get her email and um, all the time. But anyway, <laughs> go check out the book. Tell your friends about it. It's the best thing you're going to do for yourself today. Beat teacher burnout with better boundaries. All right. See you on the inside. All right, teaching tribe. Today's episode is inspired by a school t-shirt. Okay. So how did that come about? Well, I was all set to record a different episode and then I was getting dressed and I was feeling a little nostalgic for school. So I decided to put on one of my last remaining school t-shirts, which we could talk about a little later on in the episode, but the t-shirt said, wild cats don't quit. We have grit. So that's a shout out to Angela Duckworth's excellent work on grit, right? You may be aware of her book, Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. It's a wonderful book, wonderful ideas. You know, what could possibly be wrong with that? Well, when grit gets co-opted and weaponized against us as a synonym for grind, it's a fast road to burnout. So in this episode, I'm going to dive into the difference between grit, which is awesome, and grind, which is not, and invite you to reflect. If you're a teacher, which one are you participating in? Or if you're in a leadership role, which one are you promoting? Okay, so I'm fired up. Let's do this. Welcome to the Balance Your Teacher Life podcast, where we talk all things avoiding educator burnout, setting healthy boundaries, and achieving better work-life balance. If you're passionate about education, but tired of it consuming your whole life, you have found your home in the podcast universe. I'm your host, Grace Stevens, and let's get going with today's show. Okay, so if you're not familiar with Angela Duckworth and her work, let me give you a super short 
introduction to that. So what I love about her was she was a seventh grade math teacher. Now, she went from the corporate world from a real stressful job to what she says was a more stressful job, which was teaching seventh grade math. And after a few years of teaching seventh grade math, she became fascinated with the idea of why some students in her class who had the intelligence, the IQ, all the things were not performing as well as some other students who did not have all those things going for them. And so she went back to school um, and studied um, psychology and other things. And anyway, she has a wonderful book called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. Um, If you haven't read that, she also has a TED Talk. It's a great TED Talk and it's short. Like it's, uh, I'm saying like maybe five or six minutes and I will put the link in the show notes, but you can definitely check that out. So let me tell you about her work and why it has been studied so much and promoted so much in education and how it has kind of gone a little sour um, if it is not applied correctly. So her idea is that Passion and perseverance for long-term goals help students be, you know, resilient and effective and not just students. She looked at different types. Obviously, she looked at students because that was her passion. She was a teacher. She also looked at um, adults, looked at people at um, military academies in all kinds of sectors. Like, what is it that helps What kind of psychological assets do people who are effective and hang in there in the long run, what do they have that other people don't, okay? And she really explains it like living like like it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? That you want to have long-term effect and long-term results, then you need this thing called grit, sticking with things even when they're hard. Now, we know this, right? With students, we do a lot of this, persevere and problem solving, all these things. Um, She also ties it to the work of Carol Dweck with growth mindset, right? Just like your ability to learn isn't fixed, it changes in response to effort and perspective, and the same with grit. So in her work, Duckworth identifies four psychological assets that she calls them that um, gritty individuals tend to have. And she identifies them as interest, practice, purpose, and hope, right? That these assets are nurtured over time. They contribute to an individual's level of grit, right? So you can see how that would pertain to a classroom. Um, When students are encouraged to engage in deliberate practice, right, continually seeking to improve, develop their skills, we encourage them to step out of their comfort zone, learn from their mistakes, right? Um, She talks a lot about the ideal as far as like what parents can do to encourage grit in their children and the best parenting style for that. And so we're going to read into that also. Probably the most effective teaching style is what she calls demanding yet supportive, right? Not not coddling students and 
um, saying, okay, you tried your best. Okay, so recognizing that, you know, a student maybe did try their best, but pointing out, hey, that didn't work. Let's talk about how you approached it, what might work better, right? The whole idea of persevering, problem solving, doing things um, again, not accepting your first result as a failure and giving up. Right. So all oh, you see how this ties into growth mindset, right? The whole power of yet, like I'm not good at it yet. So that's the idea of practice. So we're thinking beyond what I'm talking about now is beyond students. I'm talking about the idea of grit in adults and especially educators. So the idea of practice, yes, we should all be deepening our practice, learning new things and finding out new research, new technologies, all the things that we do, right? I can't even tell you in the 20 years that I taught how much things change. So always willing to learn new things, right? So that's practice. You know, purpose, we should have that dialed in, <laughs> right? We should have a feeling that our work contributes to the well-being of others, right? Otherwise, why are we here, right? That question that probably we're tired of hearing, like, remember your why, like, we know why we're here. Either we didn't become teachers for, you know, the summers off and the pay and the respect. You know, if we did, we're not listening to this podcast. We're listening to some other podcast, right? I'm assuming that we're educators because we're passionate about making the world a better place. And that starts with having educating, inquiring minds, teaching students how to be good human beings as well as, you know, how to figure out uh, the circumference of a circle. Okay, so we should have the purpose point dialed in. The problem is that when we turn grit into grind and it crosses over that barrier, then we're on the fast road to burnout and we actually lose our purpose. Okay, our purpose does not become the greater good of the world and humanity, which sounds a little grandiose, but you know, it's kind of what we had in mind when we became teachers. Our purpose becomes good law, making it to the end of the day without losing it, right? Making it to the weekend with a little energy left enough to, you know, do a target run, get some groceries in the house and do the laundry. Okay, that becomes our purpose, survival mode. Okay, so let's have a look. When does grit turn into grind? Okay, grind is when you're going to keep going no matter what. Right? And unfortunately, we've kind of, in education, mythologized this idea of grind, right? Where all the memes, all the talk, all the collective narrative is about how hard we work and we keep going and how many hours we work in. It is not sustainable, right? This overworking, this just grit, keep this grind, just excuse me, this grind, just let's just keep going with complete lack of balance in our lives, lack of setting boundaries, right? It's just not helpful. And again, I want to say that somehow this whole grind culture has got worn into education. The long hours, this idea that we would do anything for students, 
the shaming of teachers who quit education, right? Just think of my T-shirt, <laughs> right? Wildcats don't quit. We have grit. You're implying that if somebody decided to leave education because they needed to make changes for their own mental, emotional, physical health, for their relationships, for all kinds of other reasons that somehow they're, they're quitters and they lack grit. That's just not a kind thing to do. And again, we have to get over this grind culture, equating the more you work with the better teacher you're perceived to be. And we know that's true. The teacher who is the last car in the parking lot kind of takes a weird pride about it. Like, oh, I was the last car in the parking lot, the last person to leave, or I was the first person here. We need to stop kind of celebrating that and really stop confusing busyness with being productive. Okay, putting in the most hours doesn't make you the best teacher necessarily. Caring about students, showing up every day energized, creative, um, relaxed, not burnt out, so that instead of, you know, reacting to kids and just wasting so much time with battles of, of control with classroom management, like you're showing up and you're proactive and you're having healthy relationships with students and creating a positive classroom culture um, because you're not just exhausted and in survival mode the whole time. That's what makes an effective teacher. And if that means that you set boundaries on the amount of hours that you work, so be it. You're not going to be able to be an effective teacher if you do not set boundaries and have balance in your life. I had the whole episode on how teaching is a beautiful part of your life, but it shouldn't be your entire life. That is the road to burnout. That is the road to being a crabby teacher. And it's not helpful. So clearly, in the short term, sometimes we do have to buckle down and muscle through. I mean, when it's the end of a grading period or it's graduation or there's a certain, you know, season of the school year where you know you're busier. Yeah, just, you know, buckle down and get it done, but not on a consistent basis, mixing up this idea of productivity and being busy, right? Being productive is different than just being busy. And it's going to take intentionality and discipline from a teacher to learn how to say no and to set boundaries on the busy work because there is so much of it as a teacher. And if we're just going to keep going until we get it all done, we're just going to be worn out. Okay. It's also going to lead to isolation. Um, in episode six, I believe it was, I talked about the importance of getting yourself into the staff room and making connections with other educators and how to not just sit at your desk and work through lunch the whole time. Actually, it was episode seven, episode seven. Um, so just this whole, like I said, this grind culture as opposed to true fostering grit 
is going to damage your relationships and it's going to lead to isolation and burnout. It's just bad all the way through. So what's the solution? Right. The solution is what this whole podcast is trying to get to is how can we advocate for a more balanced approach to work? where individuals can pursue their goals, right, and can try and be the best they can be for their students and have the best outcomes without sacrificing their health and well-being, right? Education is not going to benefit when there are no teachers left, okay? So the secret is to set healthy boundaries, learn those skills. They don't come naturally to us to learn to set boundaries. Learn how to set boundaries, right? Learn how to protect your time. Learn how to protect your energy. Have that whole episode on what do you do with the battery drainers, right? How do you protect your energy from people who just drain you and drag you down? This is all part of of persevering, but making it productive persevering, which is grit versus, you know, persevering and, you know, suffering with being stubborn about suffering, uh, suffering, and that is grind, okay? So that's what I want to say about that. If you are a teacher, I invite you really think about it and what you're doing and you're thinking you are being noble and you are from keep on showing up and doing the best you can and trying new strategies with students, trying to reach the ones who are struggling, all the things you have grit. Really ask yourself, at what point is this turning into grind? At what point is my passion dwindling? Am I my burning out? And find a way to stop it before it's too far gone. So that's if you're a teacher. And I'm going to invite you, if you're an administrator in a leadership role, really look at the messaging that you send. And I'm sure some of it can be unwitting. You know, maybe go back to episode three where I talked about toxic positivity, right? Then what a lot of administrators trying to do is be positive and what they're actually doing is invalidating people. And what they think is going to be motivating to people is actually demotivating their staff. And are you doing the same thing with grit as we're all walking around with it on our chests? So that's the invitation. Think about it. The solution, the solution is not easy. It is not quick. It is the work of a lifetime, but it is simple, right? Simple. Advocate for yourself. Set some good boundaries. Understand that balance is imperative. Okay, on to a lighter topic. Why do I still have this T-shirt if what it's saying is annoying me? Well, I know it was well-intentioned. And for the ladies out there, i got to tell you, it's a female fit and it's a V-neck. Wow, what a concept. I look cute in it. How many stinking school shirts do we have that are men's T-shirts, crew necks, you know, that 100% cotton men's crew necks? I know that they're the cheapest to make, but they do not fit a female body. You know what? I have an ample chest, but I am very short 
and petite. You know what that means? Is I have to buy a man's lodge. I got to show up to school and there's many mandated days where, oh, wear your school spirit shirt or wear this shirt or wear that shirt. I feel like I'm showing up wearing my dad's or my husband's T-shirt. It is frumpy. I feel like the the crew neck is choking me. I know I'm being dramatic, but I pull at it half the day. It isn't comfortable. It's too big in the shoulders. It's too long. What do you do? Tuck it in. You've got like half a foot of material to tuck into your pants. Anyway, I know some of you might think this is a weird tangent, but there are women out here who are getting me. So if I ever get around to opening a merch store, I promise you it will be <laughs> the option of a men's fit or a female fit, and it will have a V-neck. So if you are in charge of um, ordering the shirts for your school, maybe think about that. When so many shirts did not make the cut for what I was wearing and what I loved, it was based on the fit. So there you go. That was a a little uh, two-minute detour that I'm sure a lot of you can relate to. Okay, I am sending you off in the world this week. Really, just think about the two things. Am am I persevering or am I just pushing through stubbornly? Okay, do I have grit or am I succumbing to grind culture? And I am putting the links and the name of the book, um, her great book, Grit, the Power of Passion and Perseverance. I'll put it in the show notes as well as a link to the TED Talk if you just want a little, you know, quick version of it. And I wishing you health and happiness and all good things. We will talk next week. Okay, teacher friend, I have something special for you. It is a free copy of my best-selling Positive Mindset Habit Journal for teachers. This is a six-week version of the Best Love Journal. It is a PDF download. It helps you practice flexing your happy muscle with scientifically validated little habits geared towards the teaching day. You put it on your desk. You spend five minutes working on it before you go home. It is transformational. I promise you to get it. Go to gracestevens.com forward slash journal. Come on. How easy is that? Grace Stevens, Stevens with a V, S-T-E-V-E-N-S.com forward slash journal. You can get the six week version right now for free. My gift for you. It is well used, well loved by so many teachers and I'm so happy to gift it to you. So go grab it right now. And even better than that, go tell a friend, share this episode with a friend, tell them to go get their own version of the journal, have an accountability buddy. That's when the magic will happen. is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.